Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Hey friends, today I am really excited to dive into talking about hormone testing, more specifically Dutch testing, because that is the one that I use most often with my clients. And I'm really going to give you the lowdown on Dutch testing, how to know if you need it, how to know if you're the person who can balance your hormones without testing, how to know if testing from your doctor might suffice for you. And I'm going to go over a Dutch test that I recently received from one of my clients and actually go through what it sounds like to have a Dutch review with me and just help you understand some of the things that might show up and some of the things that you might hear if you decided to do a Dutch test and decided to do coaching with me or did it within group coaching, any of those things where we go over your Dutch test together. What is that actually like and how could it be helpful? Because I know that it's so easy to get shiny object syndrome essentially and think, yes, I absolutely need a Dutch test. Yes, I'm going to need all of this testing to be able to heal my hormones and feel better and all the things. And while I think it's incredibly helpful, sometimes you don't need it. And so let's talk about who you are and if this is appropriate for you. Okay, so let's get into all the details. So what I want to start with is just telling you why I use Dutch testing, what Dutch testing even is, and why I prefer it over other methods of hormone testing. So Dutch is a dried urine sample, and what that allows us to see is we are able to actually see how your body is producing specific hormones. So we're going to be able to see estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, and adrenal hormones, so cortisol and DHEA, and those are just the basic ones. There's other hormones on the test as well. We're going to be able to see what is available in your body right now, but we're also going to be able to see how your body is breaking it down. That's one of my favorite things about a Dutch test is that we get to see metabolites. And when I see saliva hormone testing, we don't have those same markers. And on blood testing, we don't have those markers either. And oftentimes when you do blood testing, Something that we don't see is the cortisol levels throughout the day, which is a really great marker for how well your body is producing cortisol. And if you have any adrenal dysfunction or HPA axis dysfunction, what is going on and like where there are issues. And so I really prefer the Dutch test because I feel like it's really comprehensive compared to the other methods of testing that I have used before or that I have had done on me before or seen from clients. And so with the Dutch specifically, we're actually able to see the breakdown of your um, estrogen metabolites specifically, which is huge when you have estrogen symptoms like 
painful periods, PMS, even like PCOS, or different symptoms around your periods or around ovulation that are related to your hormones, like hormonal acne or uh, breast tenderness, those type of things. Any of those can have to do with the way your estrogen is broken down. And so it's really, really helpful to me to see what's actually happening in those pathways so that I can help support that more specifically for you. And that's one of my favorite things about the Dutch test, as well as the in-depth perspective that we get on the adrenals, because we get to see how your body is using cortisol in several different ways as well, which gives us insight into your stress and into your, like how your body has handled stress on a long-term basis. I also really like the Dutch because I don't know about you, but I like to do things from my house and the Dutch is something that's just mailed to you. You do it on a specific day of your cycle. You collect the urine samples at home, super easy, and let them dry and then mail them in. So you don't have to go with all your kids and wait for your blood to be drawn at a certain time of the morning when everybody's hungry, like all the things. That's actually my worst nightmare to have to do that. So that's another reason that I really like Dutch testing and why it works so well for my clients is because it is something that you can do at home, but it's not like a shoddy at-home do-it-yourself test. It's very much a professional grade, medical grade blood or uh, hormone test. Okay. So that is why I specifically like Dutch testing. And that's the type of hormone testing that I use. And I want to just talk about who I actually would recommend Dutch testing for and who I think can balance their hormones without Dutch testing. So number one, I will say that you do not have to have Dutch testing to balance your hormones in most cases. In my opinion, most of the time, The things that I work with my students on in Nourish Your Hormones, the things that I always hit first with my coaching clients is those things are going to be the most important in balancing your hormones. And that's going to be balancing your blood sugar, making sure that your body is not getting incredibly mixed signals of stress or just like over signals of stress that we start to create some of that safety so that your hormone signaling can appropriately work. It's also going to be looking at the back end of hormones and looking at those detox pathways, making sure that those are open and then decreasing inflammation in the body through things like supporting the gut and supporting the liver and looking at nutrients and making sure that your body has enough minerals to actually do the things that it needs to do. All of those things are going to be essentially without testing. We don't have to have testing to do any of those things. Now where testing comes in really handy is with cases of severe PMS. Sometimes it's really helpful to see what's actually happening with the hormones. With PCOS, sometimes it's really helpful to see what's actually happening with the hormones. With super severe painful periods or endometriosis, or if you have a lot of energy issues and they're not improving with the regular things that we usually do, it's sometimes helpful to see what's really going on with the adrenal glands. And if you're just a person who needs that, I say black and white, but it's not black and white. It's there's like red and green on the dials. If you need to see that and you need to see, okay, yes, I need this confirmation that something's actually going on because I've gone to the doctor a million times and they keep telling me that I'm fine and that I just need to take birth control. And so if you're the person who really needs that confirmation and needs that just needs to be seen and needs to be heard and know that something's really going on and have the confidence that I know and you know exactly what's going on in your body and that nothing is a guessing game, then Dutch testing is probably for you. And if you have the financial resources to do it, 100%, it's great to see. I always think it's a really helpful tool. And I want to tell you that if you 
don't have the money to pay for it right now, or if you don't want to prioritize that in your finances right now specifically, then it's not something you have to have to balance your hormones. I think it's a very helpful tool. It's not something you have to have to balance your hormones because many, many women that I talk to and that I work with can balance their hormones through the things that I already mentioned without having to know exactly what their detox pathways look like, without having to know exactly what number their estrogen is, because there is just so much that is foundational for hormone balance that we will work on essentially regardless of what we see on testing. So if you are someone who feels like you're being held back by not being able to do a Dutch test right now or not being able to have coaching right now, really having those foundational steps that I lay out in Nourish Your Hormones is absolutely enough to make a ton of progress on your hormones without coaching, without testing, without having to go to a functional doctor, any of those things. You can absolutely balance your own hormones at home when you just have the right steps in place. And so I just want to encourage you with that. The other question that I get a lot is, can you get Dutch testing from your doctor or like, how do you get it covered by insurance? Because I'm not a doctor, because I don't diagnose, I don't have diagnosis codes to charge insurance. And so that's not a part of my scope of practice. So with that being said, I do get asked sometimes, like, how could I get this from my doctor? I would say it's most likely going to be a functional doctor or an integrative medicine doctor, maybe even a naturopath. If your insurance covers naturopaths, which typically they don't. So you probably, if you want this covered by insurance, you need to find like a functional MD who takes insurance, which is like a little bit of a unicorn, but they are out there and get that done through them. And that's the only way I really know of to get Dutch testing covered by insurance. But when I work with my clients using like an HSA or an FSA or something like that, like some sort of like health savings, flexible spending account, those typically cover my services and hormone testing, any of the other testing that I do perfectly fine. Okay, I'm going to pull up a Dutch test that I have in mind that I want to go over with you guys. And I'm going to start going over that so you can hear what it sounds like to actually go through a Dutch test and what you actually get to see on it. Okay, so let's dive into this Dutch test. Just to be clear, I generally do these on a video review so that when you're getting your Dutch review, you'll be able to see everything that I'm talking about. But for privacy purposes and because this is a podcast, We're not going to be doing a video and also be able to talk through everything. So when I start looking at a Dutch test, I always want to make sure that I have a really clear picture of the person who is sending in the Dutch test. And so we do a big in-depth assessment, an intake form, as well as I've already spoken to this person at least once, probably a couple times and really gotten a big view of how they're feeling, their history, those type of things. And so I'm never taking a Dutch test just as its test on its own. I'm always correlating with symptoms and with what is going on in the person's body and the woman's body at the time, because I find that it's really helpful to have this full picture, holistic view versus just, oh, this or that is a marker on your test. And so we're just going to go with that no matter what your body says. So when we dive into this test, this was a test from a 29 year old client of mine who had severe PMS. She had about two weeks out of the month where she really was not feeling herself and maybe even a little more than that because there were a few days prior to ovulation, as well as her entire luteal phase where she was irritable, sad, depressed, moody, angry, like all the things. And it was truly affecting her life, her motherhood, her marriage, all the things. And so we did the such test to see what was going on. 
with her hormones. And what we found is we have of of the first page is a summary page. And so what we found on the first page is that she had really high estrogen. So when we see that estrogen is high, we can see one marker on this first page for estrogen. And then we also see progesterone and testosterone and her estrogen was really high, but her progesterone was also pretty high. And so that was a good sign because it showed that there was still some correlation between the estrogen and progesterone. I like to see that they're pretty even on this test and hers were really not too far out of range as far as being even, but they were both on the high side. And when your estrogen is higher, it can correlate with higher progesterone as well sometimes, but most of the time I don't find that that's the case. So this was a really good sign for her that she was still producing good amounts of progesterone and still was going to have that really good metabolic effect and thyroid effect in the luteal phase. But since her estrogen was still dominant, still more than progesterone, she was still having a lot of estrogen symptoms. And since she just had a lot of estrogen, it was causing a lot of symptoms for her. Her testosterone actually looked really good, which was a great thing. And then on the first page, we also get to see some adrenal hormones and she had high cortisol, high metabolized cortisol, which is her total cortisol production. And then she had kind of normal free cortisol and we'll go into what that means on another page. But when I looked at her adrenal hormones overall, I could tell that her body was pretty stressed and it wasn't necessarily long-term stress. It was that her body was pretty stressed in the moment. And so we also got to see a free cortisol pattern, which is really fun because this test is done four times in one day. And so we got to see that when she was waking in the morning, her cortisol was like up high, which told me that she was having blood sugar issues in the night. And then mid-morning, she wasn't having really this nice big spike in cortisol that we actually want to see mid-morning, which tells me that her adrenal glands are essentially struggling a little bit, whether it's the messaging from her brain to her adrenals or her adrenal glands themselves. And then we saw a dip in the afternoon and definitely a dip in the evening, which would correlate with low energy, which she had. And so sometimes it's just really nice to be able to see that correlation and get clarity that it is from a cortisol pattern when there's energy issues. Okay, so we're going to go on to the second page of this test, which looks at the sex hormones more in depth. So we start with progesterone. Like I said, her progesterone was on the higher side, which is a good thing overall, It was still within range on the higher side. Her progesterone metabolites looked really good. Sometimes we look at the metabolites specifically in PMS because sometimes when there are higher of one of the metabolites, it can correlate with more PMS and we can treat it in a little bit of a different way because there's different signaling to the brain and different Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. There's different ways that this progesterone metabolite shows up in the body. And so we're able to support the body in a slightly different way. And that's one of the main reasons I like to see that progesterone metabolite is for PMS. And she did have one of those that was higher. And then she also, when we look at her estrogen, she just had a lot of estrogen overall. And we see on this test, we can see E1, E2, and E3, which is all three types of the 
of estrogen that you produce in your body. Her E2, which is the most dominant, strongest type, was very, very strong, very high. And when we look at the breakdown of that, what we're looking at first is like the first pass metabolism through the liver, how the body is breaking down this estrogen on its first initial breakdown cycle, essentially. And when we're looking at that, there's three different types of metabolites from this estrogen that we're looking at. There's a 16-OH, a 4-OH, and a 2-OH. And 2-OH is the most protective, healthy pathway. And so we want to make sure that at least 60 to 80% of the estrogen is going down that pathway. And the good news is for her, it was. That still looks high because her estrogen overall was high. The 4-OH pathway is the one that can cause more DNA damage and oxidative stress in the body can sometimes be related to estrogen-based cancers. It's really good to know if this number is high for you, not because it means you will have cancer, but because we want to make sure that you're detoxing estrogen well if you're more prone to put it down this pathway. And so the 4-OH pathway was not out of range percentage-wise, but also looked high because estrogen was just high overall. And then 16-OH is another pathway that's more kind of neutral, but it is needed for bone density purposes. And that one was actually kind of like out of range on the lower side. And so she was pushing more estrogen down these other pathways, which can contribute, the 4-OH pathway especially, can contribute to higher estrogen symptoms, which is exactly what she was having. And so we're able to focus on estrogen detoxification in a slightly different way when we know what's happening with these estrogen patterns. And this is a great marker of progress. If we decided to retest later, we could see what was happening differently in those detox pathways more clearly. Another piece of the estrogen detox that we see on this test is we see COMT and methylation. Methylation is a really important piece of the puzzle. Sometimes it is a genetic issue. Sometimes it's a nutrient issue if methylation is not happening very well. And with low methylation, we're looking at both sides of this, right? We're looking at how much estrogen is being made in the body, but also like how much estrogen is being actually moved out of the body. And with low methylation, you're not able to process it quite as well. You're not able to detoxify many things quite as well, which leads to oxidative stress in the body, which as I think most of us know, oxidative stress is one of the biggest drivers of disease and sickness and symptoms in general. And so when we see that there's low methylation, that's something that we always want to focus on. And again, I wouldn't know this without testing. So low methylation is something that we can support with nutrients. We can support with lifestyle detox pathways. And we can see big changes in the way that your body is able to process estrogen if that's part of the problem. And then when I look at androgens, androgens are the hormones that break down from DHEA, which is a big adrenal hormone. And so I always like to look at a couple markers here. So DHEA, when it is on the higher side, and then I see this secondary DHEA marker, DHEAS on the lower side, it means that there's inflammation in the body and or some issues with a sulfation pathway, which is another detoxification nutrient pathway. And so on this test, I did see that, that there was some signs of inflammation and sulfation issues. And so when I see this, oftentimes we dive in deeper to the gut and that's one of the big sources of inflammation in the body sometimes. We also look at the environment and different things like that, but we had that marker to know that we needed to do that. And then we also see the breakdown of androgens in the body and some of the androgen metabolites. And this is really important in things like PCOS, especially if someone is having a lot of androgen symptoms like facial hair growth, acne, oily skin, sometimes it's hair loss, sometimes it's irregular cycles, those type of things. It's helpful to see these androgen metabolites. On this particular test, there wasn't anything 
out of the ordinary with those. Okay. And then we're going to go to the last page of this test, almost the last page, and we're going to look at the adrenals. And so we get to see a marker for melatonin, which is really great because melatonin is an antioxidant. Some of it is made in your gut. So we get a little bit of an idea of gut health with this marker. And melatonin, of course, does directly impact sleep, but I look at it more from an antioxidant perspective on this test. And then we look at the adrenals. I saw that both of her adrenal hormones were high, DHEA and metabolized cortisol, but the metabolized cortisol, which is a total cortisol production, was actually quite a bit higher. And so what that told me is that she does have some pretty acute stress in the body, which means something that is happening more recently. And we see DHEA on the higher side, especially in combination with low energy, with trouble losing weight. I always want to know what's going on with blood sugar balance and insulin. And that's something we've worked on extensively with this client. And when I'm looking at cortisol, I like to look at what's available currently in the body and kind of what the total cortisol production is. And so she had pretty good amounts of free cortisol and free cortisone, which is kind of like what's available on a daily basis but the overall cortisol was high. And like I said, that's a marker of more acute stress and more like being in like the high, kind of like even, it may not be that it's just like a one day stress thing. It's it's definitely more than that, but it may not be that the cortisol has been this high for months and months and months. And so when we see high cortisol, that tells me that there's likely other sources of inflammation, likely other sources of stress on the body that we want to look at too. So I don't just assume that it's just emotional stress. And so we have been able to reduce stressors in so many different ways for this client. And she has seen just really, really huge results in her PMS. I know this is a client that's been working with me for eight months at this point. And she, even month two, month three, she was seeing huge changes in her PMS. But this last month when I asked her about, did you have any mood symptoms at all around your period, any mood symptoms at all around ovulation, She was like, no, I haven't had any. And she didn't even really realize it at this point because it's been so much better for such a long time now. But we were able to celebrate that this is like her first PMS-free month completely since we worked together. And the last several, four to six probably, have been more like one or two days around ovulation, one day maybe prior to her period instead of two and a half weeks. And so huge drastic changes, but going back to cortisol, when we're looking at these cortisol patterns, cortisol is one of the factors that shows that there's this overall stress on the body. And as we've been able to lower this, we see changes like we see much better energy, less of the like wired and tired kind of feeling really more stable with moods, blood sugar is more stable. And we also see that when cortisol is high and estrogen is high, it's really hard to lose weight. And so being able to, I think that weight loss is not something that often comes first for my clients. And a lot of times that's a hard pill to swallow, to be honest, because it's something that we see on the outside and we want to be able to fix right away. But with that being said, when cortisol is high, when estrogen is high, which I do see pretty often, both of those are going to be triggers for the body to keep fat on, essentially to keep your body safe. And It can be because essentially the body is trying to dilute estrogen and pull estrogen into the tissues, into the fat cells. Sometimes that can be a part of the puzzle, but when we're starting to be able to detox estrogen well, when cortisol levels are gently coming down into more normal ranges, then that's where after over time, fat loss can actually occur in a really sustainable way is when we 
And so that's so a lot of times we see that at the six month, the eight month mark, because the body actually finally feels safe enough. And then I know this is getting long. I hope that you're still with me, especially if you're like listening to this in the car or with your kids or something. I know this is a lot more technical than some of my podcasts, but if you're still here, so proud of you. Thank you for continuing to listen. I hope you are a hormone nerd like me and just love all this stuff. But I just have one last little page on this test that this is just bonus markers, but there are some markers for B12, B6, glutathione, which is another antioxidant in your body. There's some markers for neurotransmitters as well, like dopamine, norepinephrine. There's a marker for neuroinflammation, for oxidative stress in the body. And so I love having those bonus markers because we can, again, like we can get some ideas of where some of the issues may be coming from. If there's issues with B vitamins, sometimes that can be a factor with methylation and detox. If there's issues with antioxidants, we always want to be able to support that so the body can detox as well. If there's issues with the gut, there is a a gut marker on here as well. If there's issues with neurotransmitters, we know that that can play a role in mood. And so there's just so much that I see with this. And I often run this test for my one-on-one clients. I often run this test alongside an HTMA mineral test, which we get a lot of information from as well. And then even a gut test. So we can see bacteria, parasites, yeast, those type of things. And so as you can imagine, I've been talking about this test for 15 minutes and I'm not even going into that many details because this isn't your test, but I wanted to give you the idea overall of what it's like to go over one of these tests. But when we have this test and a gut test and a hair mineral test, it takes us about a full hour to go over everything. We just have such a clear picture of what's happening overall in the body. So anyway, I hope that this was interesting for you, helpful for you, and maybe you feel a little bit more clear on whether or not a Dutch test is for you. Of course, if you feel like that's something that you want to do, feel free to reach out. You can send an email. You can apply to work with me one-on-one. I am adding a Dutch test on as an option when you join the fall group coaching program. That's something that you can add on as a group coaching client, or you can even add it on as a Nourish Your Hormone student. So there's lots of options within the different ways that you can work with me if a Dutch test is something that you want to do. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.